This conference will now be recorded. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. This is the weekly weather for June 4th to June 11th, actually June 3rd to June 11th. Uh, we had a full moon at the end of the night on uh, June 3rd, so I included that chart. And Venus goes into Leo this week for 127 days. And Pluto retrogrades back into Capricorn for six and a half months, six months in the Schmidgey. And Mercury goes into Gemini. So it's going to be a busy week in the heavens. Last week I was at Norwalk. A couple of you asked where I was. I said, I've been talking about Norwalk. It's on the slides. It's off the slides now because it happened. It was a wonderful, wonderful conference out in Seattle hosted by Laura Nalbandian. Her mom started the conference 39 years ago. And it was absolutely fabulous. I had a great time. And a lot of you came up and introduced yourself to me, which was wonderful to meet everybody in person and put uh, face to face to clicks on the Internet <laughs> or people that comment and send me emails. So I had a wonderful time. And of course, uh, I did attempt to do the column out there, but I realized my new computer which I just got because my old computer, my old traveling Ann died and my new little guy is very cute, but I forgot to put solar fire on it because I had it rebuilt because it was 11 and solar fire didn't like 11 and 10. Anyway, didn't have solar fire on it, so I couldn't do it. Plus I'm doing this special thing for the audio for the blog talk people, which was also not on that computer and I hadn't brought my passwords with me. So it was Memorial Day weekend. Hopefully you had a good week. Last week there wasn't a lot going on, like a couple of big grand trines in water, which were fun and nothing particularly dramatic. Um, so North Node Jupiter, which was an inspiration to move forward. But this week we have a lot going on. So let's get busy and get into it. Um, let me turn on my little pointer here. So we're ready to point to things as we need and off we go. So here's the list for June. You can see last week, the only thing there was, was Venus Neptune trining, trining on June 2nd. But there's a lot this week, particularly the weekend on this, uh, June 11th. Um, but most important, lots of shifts and changes with Venus going into Leo, for 127 days, Pluto going into Capricorn for uh, till January 24th, and then Mercury uh, back into Gemini. So a lot of activity up there, a lot of choices, a lot of decisions, a lot of fresh energy. We're shifting from earth and water to fire and air, always good. We've had a long run with Mercury and Taurus. Uh, he's finished his retrograde, and now he's hopping into Gemini, where he's very happy. He loves to be in Gemini. does it at the end of the week. But the big excitement this week, aside from the Pluto retrograde, is Venus going into Leo. Um, she's going to be there for 127 days until October 9th. Uh, and that is because she's going to have a 40-day Venus retrograde this summer, which if you have retrograde Venus in your chart like I do, I have it retrograde by progression, it's a big deal. Um, if you have it retrograde natally, it's a big deal. And for all of us, Venus and Mars are going to be dancing together in Leo and having a grand old time up there um, in the heavens. So this is a fun summer. You know, when I was a kid, there was a thing called the Summer of Love, and it was full of really good music and lots of relationships. So I'm going to, you know, we all thought that first summer after COVID, it was going to be the Summer of Love, and then COVID came back, right? Remember that? And uh, I was like, nope, COVID's not done yet. It's going to come back. And it did. But this is, this is, uh, 
forward. We're ready to roll. We're off to new adventures. So hopefully this will be a lovely summer. And as we're heading towards the summer solstice in the next couple of weeks, Venus and Mars are in position to be in Leo dancing with us all summer long. And I love they're in a they're in a conjunction, which is what's called a bolero. So I want you to go look up a bolero dance on the internet. It's a really cool dance. It's where the bull and the cape dance together. And so the the male dancer is the bull. I shouldn't, I should be probably not gender specific. One person is the bull, one person is the matador. And it's this very intricate, very romantic little dance. And that's what Venus and Mars are going to be doing this year in the heavens. So it should be fun. Uh, so first up, let's go back to um, Saturday night around 1140. There was a big old full moon. Now we like full moons because they remind us to look back. And of course, this was a very juicy one, brought things to light. Um, a lot of energy around seeing things, hearing things, understanding things. Um, Saturn was on a world point. So a lot of us had revelations. I had an aha moment around something pretty significant in my life. And last week, of course, Jupiter hit that North Node um, once every 19 years. He's in Taurus on that node. Maybe even longer, I didn't look, but at least every 19. And so Jupiter in Taurus, of course, is going to grow, grow, grow till the end of next May. And um, he is, uh, you know, separating from his square to Pluto. But Saturn is on a world point. And that's important to remember this week. Saturn's on a world point. He is working with us to structure. Saturn's all about structure, building, creating, pushing. Neptune, our dreams. We think of the growing season. Neptune is that, uh, we call it mud season some places. In Alaska, when I was visiting there, they called it uh, dog poop season uh, because the mud melts, the stuff melts, and you see all the dog poop. Um, but it is the time of dreaming. You know, it's we're waiting for spring to come. It hasn't arrived yet. Not quite able to plant, but you're dreaming what you're going to do. You're looking in your seed catalogs and figuring out what wants to happen. There is a nice mystic rectangle in the sky for this Saturday. And of course, we did reach a deal in the debt ceiling in Washington. So that was good. And off we go. So we are now with Saturn in Pisces on a world point for a few weeks. And so world events are going to be pretty important. You want to pay attention in your own life. And you also want to pay attention in, um, in the world. Because Saturn's saying, what's the dream we're going to structure? How does that look? Now, when we look back, there's a thing called lunar phase family. We know new moons have, you know, a 30-day thing, 27 and a half days till the next new moon. Um, but the lunar phase family is a bigger cycle where the moon's at the same place. So if we go back to December 4th of 2021, there was a 12-degree new moon in Sag, Sag sun and Sag moon. Then last September, on September 3rd, there was a full a quarter quarter moon, first quarter moon, Sag moon, Virgo sun. Then there was a full moon on Saturday night, Sag moon, Gemini sun. And next March, in Pisces time, on March 3rd, there will be a Sag moon, Pisces sun. So think back to December of 21. September of 22, and now you're going to see that story kind of unfolding and opening up in a new way. Um, so it's it's kind of an interesting energy. So in my case, that was basically when I started thinking, gee, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna do this weekly weather online because I was stopping working with Astrology Hub 
and that weekly weather uh, was shifting. It was right after Amanda had announced uh, we, you know, I wasn't going to be working on the weekly weather anymore on Astrology Hub. And so for me, it represented, oh, I remember what I was doing. I was teaching in a new way, Sagittarius, expanding in a new way. I hadn't done I hadn't done weekly weathers before. I've been doing the blog talk since 2006, which was a, which, which I called the weekly weather. Um, but this was a shift for me to do the uh, one online. So that's what that represents in my mind. And of course, this week on June 3rd, um, uh, I was uh, doing it again, right? And kind of thinking about it. And it does, somebody wrote and said, can I do it more regularly or can I make it subscription? And I don't make it subscription because I really believe the information should be provided for free. But I also recognize my life has kind of taken off in a bunch of new new directions. And it takes me probably, an, you know, 40 minutes to record and probably two hours, hour and a half to prepare because I do all the slides and I research the dates and all that. So, and I work on weekends, right? Because most people like to see an astrologer on weekends. So I, I am giving it some consideration, the suggestions, you know, maybe do it earlier, maybe do it later, because Sunday is a day I work. And then um, a lot of times somebody will be free for dinner, or a lot of times they have the award shows, they'll have the Kennedy Center, or they'll have the Grammys, or something like that. And I want to watch them, <laughs> or the foot Super Bowl. Um, and somebody was like, yeah, the Super Bowl and this and that, you know, and I'm like, well, yeah, you're right. I did. I did take off for the Super Bowl. I did take off for the whatever. So this this moon, the Sag moon, Gemini sun, we're thinking of new things. So maybe I'll do it on Friday uh, before the weekend comes or maybe it'll be a regular feature of Monday mornings. I don't know. We'll figure it out and I'll let you know because change, change, change. Right. That's what we're that's what we're doing. So first up on Sunday, one of the other things we had was the Merc, and I do listen to you when you write me. I do want, I do want you to, but you got to write me nice. If you write me a nasty letter, I'll get nasty back. I got a Mercury Mars square. But if you write me a nice letter, I'll be like, all right, I'm hearing you. I'm thinking about it. No meat, no, no hate mail. Um, June 4th, uh, Sunday was Mercury Uranus meeting up. And this is an important one. Again, you know, Mercury meets Uranus once a year. But Uranus is now entering what we call the um, Capricorn Decan. So what happens is when sign, sign, well, all signs this works with, but when signs are in a, uh, planets are in a sign for a while, like Mercury is in, Uranus is an eight-year cycle, Neptune is a 14-year cycle, Pluto is 20 years, right? We divide it into 10-degree orbs. So the first 10 degrees is Taurus, Taurus. And then the second 10 degrees, 10 to 20, is uh, Taurus Virgo. And then the third is Taurus Capricorn. So we see that Mercury and Uranus are both meeting in Taurus Capricorn, which is the sign of the rock. Capricorn is the rock. It's got a stability. It's got a steadiness as opposed to mutability where it's a little bit here, a little bit there. It moves around. See, see how the asteroids are even affecting me because it's making Mercury and Uranus are trining my sun. And I'm like, you know, consistency is probably not bad. Try and be a little more Capricornian, Anne, rather than being so mutable, you know, Uranus in Virgo, right? Virgo is, sign. Virgo is a sign of beaches. Sand goes in, sand goes out. It moves with the waves, moves with the tides. And of course, I have a Pisces moon, so it moons even faster because I have the ocean in my chart. But that Uranus-Mercury energy is very much about changing structures because you can see now 
Uh, Vesta is also in Capricorn's decant. And so this energy with this Mercury Uranus meeting up do have this consistency energy that they want to create or some kind of revision to the structure that's a little more stable. So think in your life where the Taurus energy is. It wants some structural stability created. And that's that energy. So that's there. And that happened on Sunday. And we did hear uh, structural stability. You know, it's always helpful if it's on Monday because usually there's news on the weekend. Chuck Todd of Meet the Press, who's been there nine years. That's a nodal uh, reversal. Whenever we hear nine, we think nodes are 19. Oh, okay, that's a nodal reversal. Chuck Todd will be stepping down in the fall uh, and being replaced um, as the anchor of Meet the Meet the Press, which is the longest running news program on the network. Spent 47 years, I think they said. So that's the Mercury Uranus announcements, surprises. And we found out that Lauren Boebert's mother was not telling the truth about who Lauren Boebert's father was because the wrestler who she had an affair with agreed to a DNA test and it was negative. He gave it to um, Lauren to test and she said, yes, Stan Lee is not my father. So that's Mercury Uranus. We found out he wasn't, and her mother had, not that she didn't have an affair, but she didn't make a baby with him. So uh, that energy is uh, forward, full steam ahead. Mercury Uranus, unexpected revelations. We're finding out things. What did you find out in your life? Um, on Monday, today, bright and early this morning, the moon entered, Venus entered Leo. Now, as I mentioned, Venus is on the front slide. Venus is going to be in Leo for 127 days. She goes 126, 127, depending on how you want to count. I count partial days as full days. Um, she is in uh, Leo until October 9th. That is because she has a big retrograde for 40 days. Now, think about the 40-day things. Ramadan is fasting for 40 days, and it deprives you of food. You fast, right? Jesus was in the desert for 40 days. <laughs> you know, hanging out, and then the devil came and tempted him. Think of all the different things. Uh, we Lent, 40 days, right, before Easter. Um, a lot of 40-day things. I Lent, Lent, you know, when I was a Catholic as a kid growing up, you know, my father had a family Lent, and we had a personal Lent we had to do. And I remember one year he decided we would all go to church every day. And Sunday came, and I rebelled. I said, I already went to church once today. I'm not going again. He's like, you have to go twice. We had a big fight. Um, I didn't go, but he was pretty mad. But at any rate, Lent, 40 days. So think about those 40-day things. And they also say, you know, habits to change a habit. You need 40 days. Some people say 60, some people say 21, but 40. If you're really going to do something and give it up for 40 days, that's, that's Venus retrograde. That's when she goes reversed. And she says, let go of those physical pleasures. So she goes into Leo uh, today, Monday, 9.47 a.m., and she is, of course, square the nodes, which is uh, what we call in the bends, and Mars is square the nodes, and you can see Venus and Mars are starting to get close to each other. They're going to be dancing together uh, for a long time this summer. We also have Saturn still on a world point, and we have a lot of energy up here at the top of the chart in terms of new direction, where we're headed, what we're doing, what that new energy is. And we also have Pallas Athena here on a world point. So today is a really good day for taking new strategic approaches to things. The moon is out of bounds in Capricorn, which gives us a, a little bit of an over the top energy. 
and the moon is approaching its closing sextile to Saturn, which it has a little bit later in the day. Uh, closing sextiles are disseminate, disseminating information sextiles. Think of dandelions that are the seed things and you blow on them and the pods scatter across. So this is a really interesting energy as Venus goes into this. She also, as she goes into it, immediately after she's into it, she's gonna be opposite Pluto. And remember, every planet, when it enters a new sign right now, because Pluto's at zero, only for a couple more days, are, you know, they're opposite Pluto, and they have a little conversation with the Lord of the Underworld. So Venus and Pluto are triangles, relationships, money, how things are valued, why they're valued the way they are. And so we have an energy of discussing value and perhaps saying, yeah, I know that was valuable to me once, not valuable to me anymore. Or yeah, that would be good. I'd, I'd be interested in exploring that. So the Venus-Pluto are having a conversation today on Monday and trying to figure out direction. And you can tell I'm back in New York, lots of background noise. Earlier, there was a jackhammer, which made me wait a little bit to start this podcast. That's where, that's where it's a benefit to do it late Sunday night. Um, no jackhammers on the streets of New York. Next up on Friday, like the week is the beginning of the week, and then the weekend is super crazy, right? On Friday, Mercury is in a sextile to Neptune. This is about talking about your dreams, figuring out what they want, what you are, what they're, what you're encouraging them to be. And Mercury, remember, has been in Taurus for a long time because we had that Mercury retrograde. He's getting ready to leave, but he's gonna he's gonna have a little conversation with Neptune about what the dream is. It's an opening opening uh, sextile, and Mercury wants it to be practical. He's thinking about practicality, and he met up with Uranus which of course was the announcement on Sunday that Chuck Todd was stepping down, among other things. You know, what did you hear? Um, somebody told me that they'd heard me, I heard my voice sampled in a rapper's song. I'm like, really? Well, send me the rapper. Let me send me the song. Um, Mercury Uranus, I was, my voice was in a rapper's song. And she said, your voice is very distinctive. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, send it to me. We'll see what happens. Uh, so if that happens, I'll let you know next week. Um, moon, uh, moon in Pisces is right on that Saturn, really kind of pushing us forward in a new direction and encouraging us to step forward. And of course, we're in a waning phase. Now you've got a fire siren out there because I live in New York. Um, and then on Sunday, Pluto enters Capricorn. Now, remember, Pluto went into Aquarius March 25th, and we had a little brief visit. And of course, March 25th, suddenly AI was everywhere. AI is going to kill us. We're going to, 10% of us, we're going to be wiped out by AI. The computer people are worried about it. And I'm kind of like, I think we already have it, don't we? <laughs> You're listening to our phone conversations when we talk. Siri knows what we're doing. Um, or Alexis, Alexa. Um, but the energy here is, uh, as Pluto goes back into Capricorn, and I did, I have a friend whose daughter is named Alexa. So she had to rename her series name, which I thought was interesting. You can do that. Like if you have a kid named Alexa, you can rename Alexa and give it a different name. So when you're calling your kid, the thing doesn't go off. But Pluto goes back into Capricorn. So that was all that AI stuff, a lot of AI. But now it's back into Capricorn until January 24th. And it, that's good and bad because it's saying to us, go clean up that Capricorn stuff that you've been working on since January of 2008. And we know when Pluto changes signs, he gets us a little hint. So we had the trailer and then he backs up. 
So think about everything that's happened since March 25th to now, uh, June 11th, and kind of watch right as he shifts the 10th, 11th to see what he talks about then, because those are all part of the conversations we're going to be having for the next 20 years. But first, we have to clean up that Capricorn energy. Uh, and so back to the story, you know, if you think back to when Pluto went into Capricorn in 08, it was a lot of bank failures, bailed out. Um, that was the beginning of Obama administration. And we really dealt with, uh, to my mind, we really noticed racism uh, coming to the surface. I kind of like to think we're evolved, but then you watch all the racism that showed up under the Obama administration. And I was like, wow. So when I voted for Hillary, I was looking at it and I was thinking, you know, she keeps saying 26, 27 years. That's a Saturn return. She may not make it. She may not be president. That's really interesting. Um, wonder what that's about. You know, just as an astrologer who voted for, everybody said she was going to win. And then, of course, she didn't. And we got misogyny <laughs> in a whole new form with the big orange guy. And now we got to Satan, DeSantis, right? And uh, he's do he does misogyny in a whole mean way. Um, and so, uh, you know, I'm looking at these MAGA people, these Republicans. I'm like, Ron DeSantis says he wants to exterminate me? No, 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 you're not. You're going to exterminate the left. Like, that's what you do with bugs. You don't do that with your fellow citizens. So with this Pluto going back into Capricorn, we really have to watch the rhetoric and kind of pay attention to how we're setting all this stuff up. Notice Saturn's still on a world point. He is in Pisces. YouTube just banned, just released something where they're going to let you put whatever you want up back on the internet. And I, I get it, but you have to get out of your missile silo. I go watch the Republican people to see what they're saying about me and my my side, so to speak. They have to come look at what we're saying about them, like, which is, why do you want to kill us? <laughs> what did we ever do to you? All we want to do is live our lives and have a good time. So with Pluto going back into Capricorn, we can expect the rhetoric to be pretty big. And we also know it's going back to 27, not quite to the Pluto return for the U.S., but it goes into Aquarius next January. And then it goes um, in Aquarius for a long time, except in September next year of 2024, it goes back into Capricorn till November 20th. I'm like, oh, no, 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 Pluto, don't do that to us. So um, we're not done with Pluto and Capricorn. So we really need to pay attention to our structures, our purposes, what's important to us and why. Because power never gives up without a fight. And Pluto and Capricorn was the initiation of the United States, which was a bunch of white. And again, I love my white guys. I think they're very cute. It was a bunch of old white guys um, who owned people and who owned land and they wrote the rules for them. And so we don't want to, we don't want to share. We, these are the rules. I mean, it was, you know, they didn't think of women as equal. They didn't think of um, black people as other than possessions. I mean, it, it's, we've changed, but with Pluto and Capricorn, we really have to reinforce that change. We really have to say, hey, 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 let's look at this again. Um, Pluto and Capricorn is tied to totalitarianism, unfortunately. Um, in, in history. So we do also need to kind of watch for that because then what happens in Aquarius is the rebellion, right? French Revolution, American Revolution. And frankly, I do not want to watch a guillotine in front of the Met 
like it was in front of the Louvre in Paris. I think we can do this in a more grown-up way and figure out our differences, uh, like by talking to each other maybe <laughs> and working together. At any rate, Pluto and Capricorn, we know what we're in for with this. And if you have planets at 27, 28, 29, Pluto's coming for one more visit. And then those of you with planets at 29, he comes again next September, right? So hang on, he's going back underground. He emerged into the air, Aquarius. Now he's going back under the earth, which is his realm. Next up, Mercury trines Pluto. Mercury is at the last degree of Capricorn trining Pluto. Mercury is the only god that is allowed to visit the Pluto in the underworld. The rest of them don't go. I think Pluto's probably a hoarder. And Mercury is, you know, he's okay with going in and kind of tiptoeing around the piles. That's that's my sense of Pluto. I may be wrong. I've never been to the underworld, so I don't know for sure. But at any rate, he is trining. Pluto is, Mercury and Pluto are trining each other uh, and having a little conversation. And that happens on Sunday. And then right after that, Mercury enters Gemini. Uh-oh. Mercury in Gemini is full of all sorts of conversations and communications and ideas. Notice how big the air bars and the water bars are in this chart and how big the mutability is. So this is where Mercury in Gemini, we really need to pay attention to the story. And of course, Saturn's high on the world point. Mercury and Saturn are approaching a square. It's very important, and I'm gonna be focusing on this a lot. It's very important to listen to the story and listen to what's said and unsaid. And I've told this before, and I'm gonna tell it again. I'm a computer programmer. My original job, one of my original jobs was computer programming. So when my mother was sick and I'd asked all these questions, which made my father make her go to the doctor when I was visiting in October of 82. Um, and it's just me, I'm a nosy little thing, right? So we were at Epcot Center, it had just opened, and my mother went to the bathroom a lot. And I said, why are you going to the bathroom so much? Thinking, you know, I have her bowel, which is when I get nervous, I poop, right? And uh, she said, well, you know, she kind of hedged and hedged, and you know, she's Irish, you know, you leave it alone, you don't, you don't if you don't deal with it, it's not really there, which is her version of Irish. Um, I think my, I think this German, this is my German side. <laughs> so I'm asking questions. Well, what do you mean? What? And she goes, well, I don't know if I'm going to, you know, I'm going to poop or pass gas. And I'm like, really? I mean, don't you have a sense of fullness? You know, cause that's how I know I'm going to poop. And she's like, no, no, I don't mean, my father's listening. And he says to her, you're going to go see Dr. Trunfield when we get back to New York. They were in Florida for October. They go to see, she goes to see Dr. Trunfield November 7th. Cause when my father he didn't boss her around much, but when he did, he was clear. My mother ruled the roost. She was a Leo, for God's sakes. But my father has an exalted son in Aries. So he made her go. It was a huge blockage. They were supposed to come for Thanksgiving. They canceled Thanksgiving. She was in the hospital. I went home and she'd had surgery. We had Thanksgiving dinner and to its credit, St. Mary's did a nice Thanksgiving dinner in the hospital for the family and the mother in the bed. And my father had said it didn't spread to the liver. But of course, I asked, you know, what did they do? What did they take out? They'd taken out her kidney. They'd taken out um, her uterus, her ovaries. There's a lot of stuff to be taken out. But he said it didn't spread to the liver. Everybody in the family heard it didn't spread. I heard it didn't spread to the liver. Because my father's a doctor. Spreads to the liver. That's when the doctors say, uh-oh, not a lot of time left, right? 
So I got into arguments with my family. No, dad said it didn't spread. I said, no, dad said it didn't spread to the liver. And the deductive then was where else did it spread? And of course it had spread. She died six months later. However, that is the energy we're going to be working with. When I saw this chart, I went, that's the energy. We have to ask not just the literal question, but we have to ask the deductive question, the follow-up question, the nuanced question. And when I was reading, you know, Chuck Todd stepping down as host of Meet the Press, and Trevor Noah had said this at the correspondence dinner, you don't ask follow-up questions. And we all need to ask follow-up questions. That's what this energy is about. You got to ask the follow-up. You got to ask. So when, 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 um, what's his name is saying, we're going to exterminate the, the, the left. I'm like, well, what exactly do you mean by exterminate? <laughs> like cockroach spray, roach motels. You're going to kill us. What are you going to do to us? Right. I want to know. We have to ask the follow-up questions. And that's your goal this, this, this next chapter. Ask the follow-ups, find out the next step. Don't make an assumption, because assumption, as my boss used to say, Bill Friend used to say, assumption makes an ass, A-S-S, out of you, you and me, M-E, assume, right? So ask, 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 ask. Most important for you to ask. And so that's the energy of this sun, uh, Mercury going into Gemini sextile um the venus but square the saturn this is where you have to ask finally venus squares jupiter this is a fun one venus and jupiter like to play this is one of the reasons i'm thinking it's going to be nice fun this summer so venus and jupiter in a square active fun creative good energy ready to roll all right uh we have the next new moon seminar on the 16th of the month um, and we will look at the dates for the week. So the sun this week is going from uh, 13 Gemini to 20 Gemini, 2047. As we mentioned, it has that um, that enter, entrance into um, entering into Capricorn, um, but it also has, uh, it, it's talking to Pluto. It doesn't enter into Capricorn, it's talking to Pluto. The sun has a sesquic quadrate with Pluto and a sesquiquadrate with Neptune over a couple of days. That's June 5th to June 8th. That's a hammer of Thor, which kind of clears some stuff out. So we can expect a lot of layoffs this week in the news with that hammer, where people are kind of getting told they're, they're redundant. And when the sun also has a hard aspect or they're not needed anymore. They're not redundant. They're just not needed anymore in that position. On June 8th, the sun has a hard aspect to the nodes of fate an adjusting aspect, inviting us to adjust. Mercury, as I mentioned, is 20 Taurus going to zero Gemini. He has the conjunction with Uranus on Sunday. On, on the 6th, he has a conjunction with Vesta running to change your home. He has that sextile to Neptune working on your dreams. He has the trine to Pluto at the last degrees, asking the questions, digging in, getting those details. He goes into Gemini and then he works with Mars. Ask the follow-up question. Ask the next logical part of it. Um, much as she was criticized for the CNN town hall, she asked, 
did you show them to anybody? Did you get rid of them, of the documents of Trump? And he, you know, he hedged. <laughs> so you got to ask those follow-up questions. Uh, Venus this week is 29 uh, Cancer, goes into Leo, gets as high as 557. She enters Leo on June 5th for, as I mentioned, 127 days, has that opposition to Pluto. And she also squares the no to fate on the 8th, where she's going to be offered choices. And she also has a biquintile on June 6th to Saturn with, on the world point. So she's going to be making a little romance thing there with him. And she has a quintile to Uranus on June 8th, which is happy creative energy. So Venus is in a really nice place this week. Good week for money too, or making, you know, coming up with money ideas. Uh, Mars is going from eight of Leo to... 1257 Leo, he's moving along. He has a little bit of a, you know, a disillusionment on the 11th because he's in a sesquiquadrate with Neptune where something he thought would happen would, but it's okay. Other stuff will come in. Don't worry about it. Um, and then uh, the rest of them are quiet. Pluto entering Capricorn. And that's that. When we look at the moons, let me get my moon calendar up as the sirens the sirens rail in the background. All right. So the moon is out of bounds in Capricorn um, right now, and went out of bounds. Uh, this went out of bounds, went void last on Sunday night at 11:24 p.m. and went into Cap this morning at 3:31 the fifth. It's void until. It's it's in Capricorn out of bounds the fifth, the sixth, the seventh. It goes void at 12:40 a.m. and it goes void with a sextile to Neptune. So Monday and Tuesday are full of juicy fun stuff. Moon enters Aquarius on the 7th, Wednesday at 4.42 a.m. It'll be in Aquarius Wednesday, Thursday, Friday goes void at 12.24 with a square to Mercury. So that's news you're not 100% thrilled with, but you got an answer. And again, that's what makes me think there can be some layoffs this week. Um, you know, in jobs where people are like, okay, we're going to let you go now. Um, moon enters Pisces on the 9th. Uh, it'll be an enters Pisces at 6.14 a.m. on the Friday the 9th. It's in Friday the 10th. It's in a fourth quarter. And then the 11th, it goes void at 9.20 in the morning, and it enters Aries Zoom right after it goes void, right behind. No, no, no long void moon. Um, and it goes void with a um, sextile to Pluto and then zips in. The busy days this week, uh, the 11th is rocking. That's next Saturday. Wednesday, the 7th has a lot of contentious energy. Um, so that's a difficult day. Um, the 6th and the 8th look very flowing and full of fun. And the 9th looks pretty juicy and fun too. So you really kind of want to watch the 11th, just because there's a lot of turbulence then with planets, both Pluto and Mercury changing signs and the moon changing signs and Venus squaring Jupiter. And the day before, um, we have that little argument with Mars, with uh, Mars having an argument with Neptune. So there's a lot of, that's that's probably the 11th is tough. Man, maybe a little bit the 10th with Mars and Leo having a little spat with Neptune. Um, and then the 7th, Wednesday. Uh, today should be fun. And off we go. Hopefully you have a good week. Um, a few more days to register for 
um, well, a cup full of stars. Obviously, you can register whenever you want during the month, where I send you out the daily list of all the aspects, the song, and the um, uh, audio interpretation of what the energy feels like. And then at the end of the month, the June 30th through July 2nd, we have Astrology Consciousness in the Great Shift with four of my fellow astrologers at the beautiful Omega. Sign up. Still, still room, still time, still space. Um, you can do off campus too. Some of my friends had rented a house nearby and did a VRBO. If, and you can just do the food plan or not as you choose. Um, but yeah, it's really cool up there. And, and this is my last event for a while. I won't be... Uh, I'm not scheduled to speak anywhere. I'll be doing other stuff, obviously, but no conferences ahead. They're all, they've all happened. And now the astrologers rest. <laughs> so wishing you a great week and a lot of fun and a forward motion full steam ahead. Have a good one. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.